It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to Footballers. This is a special edition with the crossover of Foot Fanatic Podcast. We have Simon on to join us this week. And I'm also joined by Steve, the foot coach, per the usual. Uh, Simon, thanks for coming on. How you doing, man? Pretty good, man. Thanks for having me. Um, not used to recording on a Friday night just after content's come out. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking some FIFA. And uh, as I said on the, uh, in our first attempt, before you messed up the, the first recording, you know, that um, <laughs> we tell everyone about that, um, I always enjoy recording with Steve because uh, it makes me feel so young. Hmm. That's exactly why I have him on the podcast. Makes me feel young. I mean, I'm only 34, about to be 35, but much younger than Steve, I think. I don't even know how old Steve is, to be honest with you. Steve, how are you, man? I'm okay. Um, Amped to be recording with Simon, one of of my old friends on the FIFA scene. I I take it all on the chin. Um, And I, yeah, I I can relate to the fact that maybe it's difficult to accept that you're, you're a little bit younger than somebody but not quite so good looking so uh yeah no hard feelings let's just let's talk about fifa that was quite a good uh, that's quite a nice response on the first time we recorded at the beginning you uh, weren't quite as nice when, when asked that question it just, your chain. I, I don't, uh, got nothing no yeah <laughs> fuck it like simon said this is uh this is friday <laughs> it's noon 6 p.m uk we have summer stars team two we covered team one on our last episode uh simon i want to start with you who is the top player in team two regardless of neymar don't obviously he's the he's the go-to guy here but who's your next one best player in team two yeah so i think the guy that really stands out is sterling um five star five star uh really nice card he's obviously been a real star at the at the euros he's he's pretty much been england's best player other than i would say saka because i'm an arsenal fan and everything but you know, I think it's fair to say Stone's been the best player uh, on the England team. He's been the difference maker. He has a really, really special card in FIFA. I, I don't know if you guys have used uh, the gold card much earlier in the game or any or his birthday card, but 
he's i think it's his, uh his body type and everything his height all that kind of stuff like he, he has a really really like uh slick left stick dribble and um the fuck but i think i thought it was gonna be good and it maybe didn't quite hit the heights i was hoping for but looking at the stats on this one gonna be fantastic but he's, he's just come out two and a half million on xbox i'm not sure he's at a playstation have 2.6 have to see i mean it's only just come out so we'll see where he drops to but um it's definitely a card I'd like to get my hands on. What's his um, cheating in the penalty area stat, so? Um, I think it's <laughs> I think it's maxed out actually. Solid ninety nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you th- did you yeah. did you think it was a pen? No, never in a million years. Yeah, I don't know if you listened to our our latest episode. We had a, a chat about it, and um, I think it was a penalty. Although I'm not a fan of the dive, but it's like you said, I think you said it on Twitter. If he doesn't dive, he doesn't get it right. That's right. Yeah. I think it was a foul and a dive. Yeah. That's right. It's unfortunate, but we don't want to spend too much time on that. We'll, we'll get into the, into the game as a whole in a little bit, but yeah, that Sterling card is five star, five star. And, um, those are pretty rare even still in this game as it is. But, uh, Steve, who are you looking at in team two? I'm looking at addressing Simon's um, misstatement there earlier that, that Raheem Sterling's been the best England player in the tournament. Because it's not, it's been Calvin Phillips. Um, but we won't go too much into that. The the, the players that... I, I, we mentioned this on the last pod. I'm thinking of actually divvying out my coins and buying a few cards. I've got a heavily Italian-based team, and I think the one that really stands out for me there is is Federico Chiesa. Uh, it's been given the, the five-star skills upgrade. Um, nice card as it is. Maybe replace Lozano in there for me, but uh, Chiellini as well. I mean, again, you know, big fanboy of Chiellini. He's, he's everything that I want to send a half to be. He's, he's big, he's ugly, he's uh, Italian. Not that there's any obvious connection between the three. Not all Italians are... Um, yeah, they'd, they'd be the, uh, the the two that I'd be looking at, um, and and very very reasonably priced as well. We've got Chiesa at seven hundred, Chiellini at two hundred and forty. Why not? Yeah, I think I might break my rules and actually uh, start buying some cards. It's kind of funny they have Chiellini lined up right next to Jordi Alba. Did you guys see the uh, the exchange they had going into extra time or before the the shootout when Chiellini hugged Alba? I did yeah, not. It was, it- it wasn't like it wasn't the warmest response from Alba, was it? When Chiellini gave it that was, bear hug. Yeah, no, it, it seemed like like Chiellini was just fucking with him, like get, trying to get in his head, you know, just being overly aggressive on the hug. And Alba's like pushing away from him, like, dude, get off me, get off me. And he yeah. keeps on hugging him tighter. It was yeah, uh, Chiellini has got to be the most alpha guy you can imagine, right? So, so what are you going to do if if he comes over to you and sort of puts his arm around your shoulder and you've got any kind of alpha in you whatsoever? What are you going to do? That, that's all you can do in it. You can just sort of push him off, and that's you're going to look like a dick. So he's out alphaed you before you've before you've started. And you've got to love him because there was that um, there was that time when Spurs lost, and he was like, "It's the history of the Tottenham," and it was like, you know, he's always giving them a, a, a shoe in. And as an Arsenal fan, I really appreciate that. I think I think no matter what the, the outcome of the final is, I think that that Chiellini has got to win Alpha of the tournament. I think he's already got that locked up. Just watch him sing the national anthem. What do you guys think about the booing that was going on during the national anthem? Love it. Simon? I think it's disgraceful. 
I think it's, I, I hate it. I really, really hate it. I think, um, I think football was the only sport uh, that you'd ever get that in. And probably only English fans. I just think it's, it, like, in some ways, people say, I, heard, I heard a few people say kind of it doesn't matter. And like, to say, you know, you can say that about anything, right? You can say like, just get over it, whatever, you know? But I think that like sport should have that kind of Corinthian spirit. Uh, it should be like a battle on the pitch, but there should be handshakes afterwards and beforehand. And I just think that it's, it's, it's not done. No one else does it. So I, I don't know why English fans do it. I think, I think it's disgraceful. Some English fans. I want, I want to continue the kind of alpha theme here that we, we've unintentionally run into. But if, if somebody is going to come into my backyard and, and pick a fight with me, I want everybody behind me to, to give me everything that they've got. And I don't think that it's a, I don't think it's a personal thing. I don't think it's a xenophobic thing. I don't think fans are out there intentionally trying to, I don't know, you know, cast aspersions upon the, the national heritage of the team that they're playing. It's just that everything that you stand for, we stand against. And if you're going to play your national anthem in our back garden, we're going to boo it. If you've got a problem with that, deal with it. Mm, I don't see it as a as somebody coming into your backyard uninvited, picking a fight. I mean, it was a scheduled sporting event. I think there's some basic human decency. See, that's something we don't have to deal with here in the United States very often because we don't have international sporting events like well, this. No, so you're always your own world champions, so you, you kind of cut that well, problem out. Of don't course. You? Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you yeah, were doing the opposition's national anthem, it would just be your own. <laughs> Maybe right. maybe so, Canada on a bad day. Oh. Ah. Canada's okay. Got some good weed. Just because they never win anything. Yeah. Whatever. Regardless, uh, uh, booing the national anthems to me is disrespectful. It's a it's it's disgraceful on a basic human level, in my opinion. I mean, it's a it's a national anthem. You have pride in your country. Let somebody have pride in their country. There's nothing wrong with being from a different place. That's, that's fine. It doesn't can, have to be. Everything is so polarized already, not to go political on this podcast, but like, why does it have to come into sports? Sports is supposed to be the only place where we can forget about all the shit and just enjoy a game. You know? Yeah. I have to Steve, I disagree with the way you frame it, right? Because you said they're coming into our back garden and they're going to sing their national anthem. And I just, I think that if it was a football chant, right, that's a different thing, right? Because that is them coming in, but a kind of scheduled. You know, it's the, it's the introduction to the game. The, the battle hasn't started yet, you know, and it's the scheduled thing. And it's like, you know, just in the same way that, you know, the teams are swapping banners and all that kind of stuff. You know, you've got kids watching. You do, you, how do you want the kids to approach it? Do you want them to see that, like, it's all cheating, it's all whatever, you do anything to win? Or do you want to say no. that they, that, you know, like, in, in the game, do that, but, like, you know, around the game, like, respect it's- each other? It's not cheating. It's just it's just doing everything that you can to to get a competitive edge. I mean, I'm I'm speaking purely as a football fan, right? I've I've been at many games where you just you'll do anything to give yourself the edge. You you if you're in the crowd, you're that kind of twelfth man. And I've I've booed players that that don't deserve it. I've you know I've booed teams as they've walked out. Not because I particularly disrespect them or, or wish any sort of harm or grievance on them or their country or the club they represent. It's just a case of trying to get in then and doing your bit as a 12th man. I, I think it's taken too seriously, to be quite honest with you. I think that I don't, I don't think that people who are at Wembley booing, as they will do inevitably, 
doing the Italian national anthem. It's going to happen. I don't think that they're really sort of, you know, casting any aspersions on on the Italian nation per se. They're just trying to sort of get involved with the moment and uh, and doing the bit to support England. And if that involves singing the English national anthem as loud as they can booing the Italian national anthem as loud as I can. It's just fun. Don't don't take it all so seriously. I'd like to think the Italians would do the same if, if the boot was on the other foot and I wouldn't have a problem if they were booing the English national anthem, to be quite honest with you. Mm. Part of the game. Okay. Well, let's, let's move on. Let's get away from this. Uh, we have some new showdown objectives. Um, or not objectives. We have new showdown SBCs. We've got Declan Rice, Jorginho, and we got Silva and Correa yesterday. Uh, Simon, are you surprised to see Correa in the showdown? I mean, he hasn't done much in the Copa. I mean, I've been following it pretty close. Yeah, I, that's true. You know, I think Steve Steve's probably the one that gets more more annoyed about stuff like that. Like, I don't really care who gets what card. You know, I'm kind of like, you know, if there's an excuse to give a player a card because it, it kind of loosely ties, I'd rather they pick the better, the, like the player that works rather than the player that deserves it. But Make um, the game more fun. But in saying that, I'm not really sure why anyone needs Correa. We, we all got a, um, an objective version of him. And actually, that card was pretty decent. So he may be a good card. But um, the problem for me is that, like, for me, pretty much since Christmas, any card that doesn't have five-star skill moves has basically been SBC fodder that's an attacker. Um, and certainly since kind of team of the season, I'm just not really considering anyone without five star skill moves. So, yeah, there's no interest for me. It's just the curve has been accelerated so quickly here in the last month or so. With I mean, every one of these cards is just insanely overpowered. I say overpowered, highly rated. Um, we'll get into overpowered later on. But Steve, are you going to be doing any of these SBCs? I I don't know. I, I, if so, why? Well, I, it's all tempting, isn't it? But as you say, the power curve has just it stopped curving, hasn't it? It's just it's gone off the chart. Um, I picked a good example of this is I, I did the the Christian Eriksen objective card, and that got its upgrade, and looks like a great card now, but. Everything is, I, I don't know where this power curve is going to end, to be honest with you. I mean, we're what? We're, we're just coming into July now. We've got another month or so, maybe a bit longer to run with content. And there are just so many cards that, that are 90 all round. The, um, what do we call it? The, the, the Nangolan Gang or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this, oh, I don't know. This, yeah, I, there are so many cards that are out there that, that are tempting. The, the problem is, with a lot of them, how are you going to fit them into your team? Chemistry becomes a massive problem at this point, especially with the objectives cards. Um, we said just before we came on that Mina looks fantastic. I mean, it, that is an outstanding centre-back card. It's, stats-wise, it's up there with the, uh, with the Ramos card that everybody's been purring about. Um, but how the hell how are you going to fit him in chemistry-wise if you, if you haven't got a Premier League team? Well, they've obviously made yeah. a decision, right, to to kind of push Premier League, you know, at this time, you know, because um, they've chosen Premier League for Thiago Silva, for Jorginho, for Devin Rice, Mina, you know, so it's it's all around lots of Premier League, and I suppose they're probably thinking that they're, you know, 
they'll probably do more Premier League as well over the next week would be my guess uh, especially if England win so you're never going to get a green link though are you? Unless, um, unless we get I mean it's, it's not unbelievable the idea that we might get a, a special Jordan Pickford card hopefully record breaker maybe for the golden glove well you say you never get a green link but you can already get one in, in Davidson Sanchez PCG card which uh, as, as I mentioned is uh is is playing uh, for the third place playoff, so he could get another upgrade if they win that game. It's not a bad looking card, but um, no, it's, yeah, I think it's a great looking card. You've got to be a Premier League. You've got to have your team kind of Premier League focused to get involved with a lot of these. And I feel like the way EA have 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 run previous promotions, very few people are running Premier League teams. I don't know if you agree with that, but I think the Bundes they bought. When tap sober happened, I feel like a lot of people went, but like it kind of forced people—not forced people, but a lot of people went kind of Bundesliga because there were so many strong Bundesliga defenders at that time. And then there's, you know, obviously with Ramos recently, a few people got maybe got a bit more La Liga. Um, I don't know what what are your guys' teams looking like at the moment? How how what kind of leagues are you uh, using? Yep, historically, toward the end of the season, I mean, the last three or four titles. I've ended on a Premier League team. I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. That they always have the best cards, right? You know, all around where you can build a full squad. But this year has been the exact opposite. I mean, I was Premier League for a long time, shifted over toward La Liga, and now I'm full of Liga based on what you said. Ramos, Foot Birthday Mindy, uh, that uh, Festival of Foot Lorente. I mean, that after the upgrade, that card is insane. Um, Acuna. De Young. I mean, they have so many great cards. Yeah, just Dembele to SBC if you still got that one. I don't know. But I didn't, I'm, I'm I didn't still... do Dembele. I, something about Dembele, he always, I don't know, he just gets lost on the pitch for me. I mean, he, he just disappears from games. You, you don't find that with, with Dembele ever? Um, I wouldn't say he gets lost. No, he's pretty good for me. Um, I don't think, I think that his gold card at the start of the game was more impactful for like, you know, that time in the cycle than this card sure. is at this time in the cycle. Um, yeah, that makes sense. I like him. For me, he's he plays right wing. I've, I've potentially just replaced him with that Shakiri SBC from last week. Um, mm. But he plays in the right wing for me, which is the position. Like I don't know if you have this, but right wing for me is like the fourth attacker and the least impactful one in my squad, no matter who I put there. It's just like the way I play. It's that position always gets the least goals and assists. So. Mm. I don't know. He does that job well for me, but it's like it's the least important job. Yeah, I think it depends on the formation. I don't play. Uh, I don't play a three front formation. I play three five two predominantly. So right. my uh, my left mid and right mid high high guys are kind of facilitators, and they'll they'll get a lot of assists, but they rarely get into position to score. So um, like I'm still using Lucas Vasquez at right mid right now. So um, Hazard Festival of Foot Hazard's my cam in the three five two. So. That's it's kind of a different way to play, but I enjoy it. Um, Steve, Steve, your squad's uh, you still running your road to glory? Yeah, the the first owner thing. It's um, it's become something that I really didn't expect that it would be. It's uh, I'm just trying to figure out what what kind of hybrid it is. It's, it's basically it's La Liga and uh, Serie A more or less with uh, prime yeah. prime moments Zambrotta thrown in there. So I've got, I've kind of sort of, it's, it's a four-five-one. I split it up so that I've got, um, I've got Atletico Madrid links, the right back and right mid, then left back and left mid. 
and then the middle's just full of Italians with uh, with the absolutely excellent Thibaut Courtois, team of the season Courtois and goal. There was a lot of talk early in the game about um, about goalkeepers, how effective they are, and whether any particular goalkeeper is any more effective than any other. And I kind of bought into that up to a point. I always liked Courtois. I had his team of the season, the uh, second, sorry, inform card for a long time there. And uh, his team of the season card is just outstanding. Bring him off the line and he'll save anything. Um, but yeah, happy with the way that the team's built out. Um, but I think you get to this stage of the game where you you kind of get anchored in the in the team that you've got and you kind of... All that glitters isn't necessarily gold. You can you can end up doing SBCs quite ill-advisedly at this point, I think. So, unless something great comes a, a, across, um, my weak point is probably Vidal at this moment. But that's that's pretty much all I'm looking to replace. I'm quite happy with it. You said you have Italian in the midfield. Have you got Verratti or Locatelli in there by any chance? Or it's it's, it's purely um, SBCs and objectives card side. So it's uh, Barella, mm. Ericsson. Vidal and I packed Latoura Martinez, and again Latoura Martinez. What a card that is! That that guy finishes everything with a, with a nice basic chem style on him for a, for an attacker as well. None of this hunter or hawk nonsense. To be fair, I've got all of those untradeable on my RTG account, and I think they're all great cards. I agree with yeah. you. Barella, Barella's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, Barella can still get it done for sure. This Jorginho card, I'm probably going to do it based out of nostalgia. And uh, bringing him on as a sub, maybe to help close out games, but um, I just can't do the can't do the Silva as a Chelsea fan. He's I love Chelsea, but that card's not Militao or Ramos or Lorente, so it's going to be a hard pass for me on that. Are one. you a Chelsea fan? I am. Okay, I was going to say because if if I decide to do one of these cards, it's definitely going to be Declan Rice. Um, mm. I think he's the best out of the showdown cards across the board and there's not that many cards with that sort of defensive with the defensive work rates of being having low attacking it's like really quite rare on the game and it really is on top of that the four star skill moves four star weak for the good dribbling like uh, he looks really really good so uh i think if he gets the plus two as well what an unbelievable card it will be uh i don't even know if you'd rather play him center back or or, or dm or what probably play him fullback i don't uh, it just looks like a special card. The more I look at it, the more I'm tempted to do it. Is that okay as an Arsenal fan? West Ham, yeah. You know what? If you ask West Ham, they probably say that we're rivals, but like we're not. We don't really look at them as rivals. Uh, even even West Ham fans probably would say that their rivals are Tottenham, but then Tottenham also don't really look at them as rivals because mm. obviously Arsenal and Tottenham. But it's almost like they don't really have a rival, but they want one, so they just kind of pick all the other London clubs and like. They've got a real problem with with the other London clubs, but all the other London clubs don't really have a problem with them. Probably Spurs a little bit more. They just don't want to admit that their their big rivals are late in Orient, really, do they? <laughs> yeah, probably that. Yeah. Uh, season, when you mentioned they? the work, <laughs> you mentioned the work rates with um, low attack and high defensive. Thomas Delaney and Declan Rice are the only ones at this point, as far as usable cards it's thomas delaney and declan rice it's the only ones you have icon claude mcleary but yeah mcleary was the only one that was coming to mind for me but yeah you're right yes so so few i mean that could it could be a bad thing for some people i guess but i think it's um 
especially if you're looking for a DM to like sub on to close out games. You know, if you mm. want that defensive presence, then you want someone to really not not go past the halfway line. I think it could be really interesting. So yeah, because even cards like like De Jong, when I'm trying to close out a game, he'll still find himself drifting forward. You know, he's got he that will. medium yeah. attack rate, and all they have to do is get past him, and then you're one on one with a center back, and it's we know how those end toward the end of the game. That's the way the game's built. It doesn't matter what work rights you have on your CDMs. It doesn't matter what instructions you give them. That they're always going to end up out of position. It's it's something that I hope that's corrected in in FIFA 22. I don't know if it's also the attacking positioning stat. I feel like when the attacking positioning stat's high, even if the work rates are low, that they'll tend to get forward because it's almost like they take up good attacking positions. Yeah, uh, I don't know. If that, I, that's what I feel like, but I, mean, I can't. I can't really prove it. So. If if you've got somebody who's who's medium high, if if you've got a Kante or somebody, they will tend to sit. Um, Sai, you probably remember this as well as I do. That I think John Oliveira, mutual friend from from Foot Fanatic, he had um, Vieira and Hullet as his two CDMs, and he just could not make them work because they just would not do as they were told, and uh, drove him to distraction. And it is. I yeah, I'd like to think that we do have some sort of control over it, but I I think that we need more. I think, and uh, hopefully that's something that we see in FIFA 22. Yeah, the best thing that I've noticed how to keep them keep them staying back is to put them on drop between. But that works. Then again, th- that does alter your back line. So now yeah. you've got your center back spread out, and whenever they go on the counter, he runs up to try and defend, and you have a huge gap in the middle. So that's that's something we need to to figure out it's not as it should be one one of the things that i'd really like to see in fifa 22 and it's something that you've seen so much of in the euros generally speaking teams will attack down one side or the other and if one england have done it a lot with calvin phillips calvin phillips is not just a sitting defensive midfielder he'll push forward when the opportunity arises and the same with the fullbacks you know if the opportunity is there one will go and the other one will stay. And that's that's just not an option in FIFA tactically at the moment. You you can't have one side go and the other one sit. And again, I hope that's something that we uh that we can see tweaked in, in the FIFA twenty two tactics because I do understand there are gonna be some changes in that with the uh with the way that things can maybe become a bit more granular, but hopefully player instructions change too. I think a lot of it's on the fullback and, and as well, probably the DM's positioning on that side. I imagine it's probably quite difficult to program, but it would be nice if they uh, like would just be a little bit more intelligent with their movement. You know, like as, as the ball's coming across the pitch, they don't they don't tend to, if you, especially if you if you've got them to stay back, which you kind of often have to do because you know putting them on balance or attacking, they can be really attacking and really leave huge gaps. As the ball's coming across the pitch, they don't really like open their body up or take a few steps forward to kind of start right. their movement. You know, and I think there's a sweet spot where they could do that and it would give the attack an edge, but it would also create an opportunity to get in behind without it being a ridiculous situation. I don't know how easy to program it would be, but I think it would add a lot to the game if, if they did get the fullback stuff right. I think fullback's movement's quite key to kind of enjoyment for me in terms of attacking football. So I, I kind of missed that in this FIFA, I have to say, or in FIFA in general. And yeah, no, no, another thing we got today was the uh, FIFA 22 cover star which was Mbappe and they showed the actual cover for Ultimate Edition and at the top right it says hyper motion technology. Do we know anything about that? 
Anybody? I don't. Um, what does it, what does it even? What does that even fucking mean? I did a Google search on it, but I can't figure anything out. I don't know. Is that a game engine or is that just something they've added to the game? Fuck knows. It's just something to to put on the cover, isn't it? That that makes you think. Oh wow, that sounds good. Man, yeah, I mean, like we we were all wowed last year by by fifty fifty collision technology. That went well. Um, <laughs> I call me a cynic. It's probably probably fair. It's textual but, agile dribbling. It's exactly. kind of like it's interesting, isn't it? When they when they come to like make a new FIFA, they always like they've got like a whole marketing marketing team kind of coming up with like buzzwords for like parts of the thing that they can put on the back of the box. These are the new features, and I think very often they're just repackaged old features. Like I wouldn't be surprised if. If the the thing you're talking about is just like you know how they really track players' movements with those that you see players in those like black uh, like swimsuits with the little crosses all over them where they're like marking the exact run of a player and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would you wouldn't be surprised if it was just something like that re- repackaged, but but who knows? Players in in black swimsuits is this? I've no is is this one of your dreams, sign? <laughs> you never seen like Ronaldo just like they they've like marked the way he runs exactly. They've got that like, unique uh, runs and stuff, don't they? You you mean the the sort of camera suits that they wear? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, I, I just never saw them as sort of swimwear. It's not something that I. No, it's no. it fits tight like swimwear. I mean, you know, never noticed. So last night, I, I looked at my I looked at my squad, and they would finally done the PTG upgrades. Yes, and uh, yeah. And, you know, obviously it was for a lot of the cards, it was it was two upgrades because they were so slow at, at getting them in. Um, yep. My team's like mental now, though. I've got like a 99, uh, like two 98s, uh, a 97 and three 96s. Uh, PTG cards, just like all the Brazilians, Acuna, Paredes, yep. Lorente um, and uh, Verratti. And I was having a, a go with them today, and oh my god! Like some of these cards, they're all brilliant. Basically, now they've, they're really, really noticeably better. All of them. Um, he's really, really fun little card. He's a little bit small, but he's he does everything perfectly. He does everything so well. So he's quite a fun card. I'm I'm playing Militao at DM. A few people had a go at me about this, but I swap Lorente into centre back with Ramos, and I and I move I move uh, Militao up into DM, uh, and the the Vinicius and the, the Firmino cards have just had huge, huge boosts. Uh, their composure of, of, of uh, and curve on, on Firmino went to like plus fives, and the composure on, on, on Vinicius was about plus nine or something like that, plus ten. Like really, really big boosts, and, and both of them just feel miles above how, how well they felt previously. So I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah, that, um, that new Neymar card out of Auto take some some price off of off of Vinicius. I think Vinicius is already down almost a million coins from before the release. Can we go with Vinicius? I prefer Vinicius, to be honest. Whatever you want, Steve. You want me to say Vinicius? Vinicius. Vinicius. Yeah. Vinicius is coming down in price. He's going to be more obtainable. I say more obtainable. Slightly less unobtainable. Or more uh, attainable, perhaps. Again, whatever you prefer. Yeah, no. What's the left wing name I'm going for, though? Because I mean, probably extinct. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, you know, I, I, he may be dipping, but if he is dipping, it's probably a good time to buy him because 
uh, yeah. Neymar's going to be so bloody expensive that I imagine that Neymar will probably be uh, 10 mil, I reckon, or, you know, ar- around that. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he was up there with R9 and stuff. So It's, it's everything you want in, that, in a card for that position, isn't it? That's why it's going to be at, at such a premium. And he's opened up with a price range of 300,000 to 5.7 million, as if he would be 5.7 million. Is he extinct? I mean, I imagine he's extinct on both oh, yeah. consoles. Yeah. Every console he's extinct. At 5.7, they're going to buy him all day. I mean, he's going to go, he's going to go to R, that's, that's, that's moments R9 level right there. I've got the, the moments, uh, not the moments. I've got the, the team of the season, Neymar, and I've been, I paid 8.8 million for him. And, uh, I mean, now he's worth about four, <laughs> which is frightening, <laughs> but I mean, it's fine because I'm never selling him. Uh, and he, he is the best card in the game. Like it's the best card I've used by by miles. Like it's just his his attacking AI runs are just unbelievable. Um, I mean, I have to. I've been a little bit off the game, so I'd have to probably use him now against all these Ramos and all these amazing amazing defenders. Now just to double check, he's still there. But the last time I was using him, it was just just miles above everyone, based basically based on his AI movement. Yeah. Well. We want to go over the, um, we'll do a little year in review here. A few items I want to get Simon's opinion on and we'll get Steve's thoughts on this as well. If I don't skip over him, which I tend to do. As if. Um, <laughs> so best promo of the year, FIFA 21, Simon, putting you on blast here. That's a difficult, well, for me, it's, it's, it, it, it's between fuck birthday and PTG. Um, and future stars. <laughs> um, for me, it's probably PTG. future stars is always fun. I think I, I enjoy those are the three I really enjoy, but I think that I think for me, probably PTG just because I really like the player selection. And I really like the concept, even though I would also like, heavily criticize it because I think the upgrade system, you know, wasn't right. I think it's ridiculous that for example, Verratti's going to the final with no, no ability to, for that card to get better. Even if Italy win the whole thing, I think too many cards were written off too early. Um, they didn't look at previous years and see how unlikely it was for, for teams to get six wins. Um, but I still think it's a great. It's, a, it's been a you know great card selections and have some amazing cards out of it. So it's think so, cool. so affordable as well. I cannot believe think- how cheap these cards were. Did the thing that through, Si, the, the way that they were going to upgrade these cards? Did, the, did they realise, whoever came up with this concept, did they realise how hard it would be for teams to win that many games? No, I don't think they did. Uh, they, didn't really? look at, they didn't look at what team... They didn't look at the fact that Portugal won it last year without winning a game in the group yeah. stage, which admittedly is uh, pretty rare last time, sorry. Um, admittedly, that's pretty rare, but I still think that they just underestimated it. And I think it would have been quite easy to have done it better. I think I put a tweet out before saying something like they could have just done it like, you know, upgrades for getting out of the group stage, you know, like each win should have been getting you something new. Um, and I think they could have pushed it further. I mean, like, it's so late in the game, just like, you know, I think they could have given, I think the, the winner, the, if a team wins, I think that card should be getting like finesse shot trait, outside of the foot, every trait, every, every skill, every weak foot, just give them everything. Do you know what I mean? I mean, Maybe the rating, the plus six in the in terms of like the or sorry plus was it a plus two and then a plus one and a plus one so plus four in the in the ratings probably enough but I think on the on the traits they could have they could have given them as well that would be fun yeah 
it's 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 hard to balance. I mean, there's so many different players have different traits and different. You know, you can't just say, okay, if you advance, you get, you know, five star weak foot. If the player already has five star weak foot, he's shit out of luck, right? He's not going to get an upgrade of any kind. So, I'm just glad to see him trying new things. Hopefully, they learn from him and make him better next year. Are there um, are there any PTG cards you would have liked to have seen that we didn't get? That's a good question. Um, Stop asking Hunter questions. He can't handle it, man. That's why we made him the host. Th- well, that that it's not a, a, a upgradable card, but I would have liked to have seen that Paqueta card from uh, from Brazil. He's been all over the tournament. I can't believe they left him out of the squad. Maybe they have an SBC coming down the pipe, but yeah, he's been uh, very good. He's been involved in a lot of scoring opportunities. He's been involved in every attack. I mean, he's all over the pitch. I can't believe they left him out. If that is the case, that's one that I would have liked to have seen in Team Two. Of summer stars, but what about for your team? I mean, is there anyone that you that you'd want from like an England, Italy, Argentina, or Brazil that would fit into your team that hang, take the five star, five star? Hang on a second, mm-hmm. I've got I've got MS Paint up. I can I can maybe draw a diagram and, and send it to you, Hunter. <laughs> Appreciate that, Steve. What about, what no, about you, I mean, Steve? honestly, I'm I've been pretty. Uh, I've been pretty satisfied. I'm, I'm, I'm still lacking an attacker, a, a central striker for my team. I'm still using Fakir and I have, um, I've got, um, Carrasco in there still to help spread out the back line. But other than that, I've been pretty satisfied. I just wish we had more access to these elite icons as far as, um, SBCs maybe or things of that nature. Steve, what do you think? Do you, do you have a favorite promo this year? I enjoyed. Foot freeze. I think that was a really good one at the time of the cycle. I think it threw out a few really decent cards. And obviously, I'm biased in terms of uh, the objectives cards and the SBCs that we had. Um, I had a nightmare getting Kevin Volland. It took most of most of one night, and I've never used him. I don't think. But also, you know, the likes of Balassi. Um, I was lucky enough to pack Chiellini. Chiellini is still kind of relevant when you when you've got to use the novelty Syria or or Italian squads. Um, yeah, I I think they've got it right really all along the board with promos. I think if I was to be critical, I'd say that the the power curve has kind of taken off a little bit too early. I'd I'd like to think that they could have held something back for the next month or so, but that's been a bit picky. Um, all in all, I, I think they've done a good job with the promos, and uh, I'm, I'm really happy with the team that I've built purely from the, the sort of objectives SBC cards, and I think that that is really testimony to the uh, to the good job that EA have done with that. So, hate to be an EA yes man, but on on that front, yeah, I, I, I think they've done a good job. Hats off, Mister Meyer. Yep. I'm, I mean, I've been satisfied with the amount of cards we've we've been able to access as far as an affordability but like i said i think the one area that everybody will kind of be in agreement with is um, icons and we can we can talk about that real quick the the state of the icon market simon well, do you think they're going to change it next year i mean they brought back icon spcs to some degree this year but it's it seems like the cards we're getting when we're getting them should have been brought out sooner like we could have gotten moments lothar a month ago. I yeah. feel like they're releasing them after the curve has, has surpassed these cards. What do you think? Uh, 100%. I agree with you. Um, I think that 
most of the icons were kind of too expensive for most people to afford when they were when they were usable and then now that they're reasonable prices they're kind of you know, people just literally using them because they kind of have to link two players together rather than because they actually want to use the card um it's something i actually brought up on on you know to plug 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 the my regular pod fanatic the other day was Never heard of that it. um uh that the i don't know why we, can we, we, can we this... sorry, side, side, sorry, yeah, I don't mean on. to interrupt you. Can can we just make it clear at this point that other foot podcasts aren't available? Yes, yeah. not available in don't any exist. normal. No. <laughs> other feed podcasts are not available in your normal no. FIFA, uh, podcast providers. Um, so, yeah, I just I don't know why we need to know like which icons are coming out when, how many versions each icon should have what the stats will be. There's this thing that everyone demanded. We must know all this information from day one. Oh, it's unfair. We couldn't possibly have an icon and then a better version come out like it does with every other card type in the game. You know, I, I just don't get it. Like, just they should just release icons, you know, the same way they release other cards and randomly give us a new, a new, a new icon with brand new stats, different skill moves, different weave for whatever, you know? Like, I'm quite fine with that, you know? And to some extent, yeah. there's even more opportunity for them to to kind of give us a, a suddenly a really young version of an icon who might have really different stats or something. And it could be a, a really fun uh, feature of the game. So I, I don't know why that this it's so unpredictable. And I agree with you too. Like, Where are we going with this club legends thing then? Is that going to be their way out of, of, of doing that where we can have cards that aren't necessarily icons, but we can still have the sort of throwback nostalgic feel to things? I don't know. I, I, I don't think any of the... I, I, how excited are you going to be about these club legends, though? They sound a bit rubbish. So maybe they're just specifically for fans of those clubs. But might depend Who would, on what stats are, I guess. I mean, you're an Arsenal fan, so somebody like, I don't know, talking off the top of my head, Freddie Lundberg is never going to be an icon, but if he was, he was released icon, as... He? Was he? How yeah. how did that was he? Yeah, Swedish icon, Calvin Klein was an icon as well. Um, Freddie Lundberg was an icon. I'm pretty sure he was in the previous FIFA. Yeah. Ah, uh, in a okay. I have no idea who you're talking about. But I suppose no, it's, it's a good I, job I, you're listening though, Hunter, because this is a piece you're going to need to edit. Stop me looking like a twat. Um, you know who I would pick? Someone like um, like Hleb or. Um, or Alex Song, or someone like that. You know, they were, you know, players that were were great for your club, but they're not they're not on the level where they're ever going to be icons. Somebody, you know? All right, let's let's say somebody like Sylvan Wiltord, right? That, that yeah. that's somebody who made a massive contribution at Arsenal, but they're never going to be icon status. So surely yeah. you'd be amped if if you had the idea, you know, that you could get a Sylvan Wiltord, and you particularly early. And I think this is the the important part of it that. If these club legend cards are made available early on, they become really relevant and really desirable. Um, if yeah, they're bought just, out later in the cycle, yeah. but I mean, only not if they've got like three star weak foot and fifty pace, or you know, like all the yeah, make them usable. I, I already think a lot of the icons are just crap. Just like they're yep. they're, they're really they have that nostalgic factor, but like. For example, that the Ian Wright card, I and mean, I'm a, I love Ian Wright. I love him as a character in football. I love him as a, as an Arsenal fan, and 
his card's got like one of the best dynamic images in the game. Totally not interesting for me because it's just by the time yeah, the moment's kind of talking about it's just, by the time it came out, it was already way past the power curve of using it. No skill moves. It's just boring, boring for me yep. for that card to be out, you know, and I would love to use a really good Ian Wright, but that card just doesn't interest me. So the idea of like lesser than that, I'm like, well, what's that going to be? What's going to be worse than an unusable Ian Wright icon from Arsenal? <laughs> yeah. And then like Thierry Henry is another one for me. So a lot of average players though, they'd be stoked to get an Ian Wright card in the team. I think, I think we often talk on, on pods generally, you know, whether it's us or Foot Fanatic or the other one, I can't remember its name. Um, we, we talk from the, the sort of higher end of things where, I mean, we, we nail the game. Let's be honest. We, we absolutely hammer this game from the time it's released to the point where we get fed up with it, which is normally pretty much somewhere around now. To the average player, though, which which we're not. I mean, you know, these sort of cards, like we're saying, maybe a maybe a Sylvan Wiltord, who's just a few steps down from me, and right, I I can see people getting hyped about well, that. I would I would have some sympathy for that idea if it wasn't for the fact that I've got a main account and I've got an RTG account, and my RTG account is like absolutely stacked. I mean, you know, like why would you use? I wouldn't use Ian Wright over like half the um, the objective cards we've got this year. I mean, that for example. I'm a huge fan of that Isaac card. I still use him off the bench. I think he was a really, really good card. Uh, and especially in the latter part of the game, we've had some really, really good uh, cards in the objectives and way better than some of these icons. Way, way better. So, I don't know. I think even from that perspective of like of lesser players, it's, it's a lot of these cards are just dead. I mean, imagine being a United fan loving Ryan Giggs and like having that card that you could just never ever use in any way ever imagine loving yeah. Ryan Giggs difficult <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean it, it seems like when you see icons in the game at this point if you come up against somebody with an icon on their squad it's either one of the top top icons that 99.90% of us won't be able to obtain or it's simply a card for chemistry that will end up getting subbed off midway through the game. Yeah. It seems like these icons are more useful just for chemistry at this point. You know, maybe early on some of your some of your base and mid icons, yes, they'll use them, they'll compete. I used Lothar Mateus for a long time, but I had to get rid of him because he's just he's so far behind the curve now. Even the the moments version, he's just he's not Acuna. You know, that's just that's how I feel. But I oh, really, I was thinking about doing that, Matthias, on my RTG. You think because I really have to get an icon in there. You think he's? Uh, you think he's I mean, yeah, he's he's definitely usable. I think he can still compete, but there's there's better options. You yeah. know, just my opinion. Which Steve says is sometimes correct. No, no, hang on, no, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I said in uh, the the other pod that we recorded this week that your opinion was correct. Um, it's this the first time I remember actually noting that. So let's not. In get, your opinion, it was correct, right? Yeah, yeah, but let's not get carried away. That's you know, yeah. one swallow doesn't make. But a you, you, you've been largely wrong, haven't you, Steve? I'd, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I, I, that's not something that I, that I'd seek to hide from. I think um, in nineteen nineteen eighty seven, oh, sometime, I. I, my memory's vague, to be honest with you. But yeah, I've, I've definitely been wrong in the past. Yeah. 1987, so, you're about 40 then, aren't you? 
Mm. I I was I think it was my sixty third birthday, but me- memories fade. So you, you you'll get to this stage at some point. Your South African genes will uh, will let you down one day. Okay, most but overpowered dude. cards, Steve. Most overpowered. When I say overpowered, I mean a card that performs above their rating. Somebody who, let's say, even at this point, is 88 rated, plays like a 98. Somebody of that caliber. Well, I'll give you a clue by saying that he has a shiny nose. Um, His name isn't Rudolph, but it is Reindeer, as far as this podcast goes. That is that is absolutely my favourite card of, of FIFA 21, and I know that a lot of people would disagree and say that I'm nuts, but I had it's it's kind of like it's easy to be revisionist, isn't it, and say like we've got all these great cards out right now that are way better than 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 any. Um, but at the time when he came out, that that was a phenomenal card for me. Um, I did the the left stick dribbling tutorial in the Foot Academy, uh, entirely using uh, Reindeer. And uh, fantastic, phenomenal. But he, he'd get lost in the sort of, you know, where we're at at the moment and the, with the end game cards. But, um, yeah, OP at the time, definitely, definitely. And it, that'll always be my fond memory of the FIFA 21, I think. Um, Jesus, the red nose. Rainier. Rest in peace, Rainier. Yeah. Simon, who's your most overpowered card? Twenty-one. Um, I would probably have to say uh, Nani, my my uh, favourite Portuguese player in the game, and I just love that card. It's just unbelievable, and it kept, you know, if I, if I had to pick one from earlier in the game, I might say that Kunde card, um, who was in my RTG, RTG team for a very long time. Yeah, but um, very long. but I would say that you know for me it's Nani that Nani card's amazing. Like uh, I know some people have a problem with his stamina. I play him at striker, and I just he just scores so many goals for me. So yeah, brilliant card. Well, Steve, you probably already know who I'm going to say, and if Wise is listening to us, he's probably going to turn it off now because he knows I'm about to say Ferlin Mindy. Even the gold version, I think the gold version could still play even now. But the foot birthday. That card's in game at left back, still, in my opinion. But I think we should um, probably try and smoke wise back out again, Hunter. What do you think? Mendy, 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 Mendy. Wise, if you're listening to this, give us a five star review on iTunes. Mendy. And come back. Mendy, Mendy, Mendy. Football's coming home, and so is wise. So, most fraudulent cards. Simon, you want to go first? Oh, most fraudulent card. And for the listeners, when I say fraudulent, I mean, um, like a lot of people think that Festival of Football Hazard is a fraudulent card because he's 98, but he doesn't quite play at a 98 level in a lot of people's opinions. Mm. Uh, I think he's a good card. I don't think he's fraudulent, but yeah, somebody like that. Yeah, I probably would have to say R9. Um, this is just across all features. Mm. I think people rate him really highly, but he's a bit of a truck. Can't really turn. And most of the time when I come up against them, I'm far more scared against like, you know, someone with Buchigenia or some kind of <laughs> OP rubbish card that just always bundles through players. Whereas, I, you know, I, just, I don't have much trouble dealing with R9 usually. So, yeah, 
and I'm not yeah. a fan of him. I think he's my, one of my favourite players growing up. He's just rubbish. His build's pathetic. Um, mm. So, so may, maybe R9. Um, maybe who else is there? I might have one more that I'll come back to. I'll come back to me. Steve, you have a fraudulent player you'd like to talk about? Um, I've been quite lucky, really, I think, on the whole. I don't think there's been anybody that's been particularly disappointing. Um, for the sake of consistency, as we've, we've kind of mentioned, Wise's nemesis, I, I could give a shout-out to Marwan Fellaini being a, a little bit disappointing um, when I could get him into my squad. Yeah. Apart from that, I think mainly... Um, I think if anybody's let me down, it's, it's mainly been every time that I've tried to use a, um, a Chelsea or Arsenal player. Um, don't know. Maybe, don't, don't buy it, Simon. Just maybe do maybe it. they're just uh, bad players from bad teams, I think. I think they've, they've all mm. been icons for me. Because of Desai, I tried quite late, but I thought he was a big letdown because everyone seemed so, so good. And uh, also Thierry Henry. Another one. Yes. Thierry Henry is so bad. Thierry Henry sucks, man. I I don't know why people ever got excited about him in the first place. Average player. (laughs) He's such a great player, and he's done so much in his career. And then to have cards like that in FIFA, it's just just literally can't turn. He can't dribble. And that's exactly what he was known for, is dribbling and scoring and moving. I I just don't... doesn't sit right with me, man. I don't know if it's the game engine or what, but hopefully it... It's his build. Like it's, it's, his bo- it's his body type and his build. And his, uh, it's just, yeah. but, you know. and they don't to be honest with you, that, that entire Invincibles team were, were just so overrated in the first place. I mean, they, they drew oh, yeah. so many games. They, they just they wouldn't have won the title these days. And they're, just, they're revered for, for achieving absolutely nothing. And it's just typical Arsenal phony. I, yeah, so I don't get it. I just want to say that I'm impressed with Simon's ability to resist. Anything. We won the FA Cup in, in 1972, Mr. Oh. Simon Stewart. Thank you very much. Congratulations. Thank you. The worst, the worst Arsenal team in history has won it twice recently. This is, <laughs> you, you're getting personal now, Simon. Mm. Thought just, you were better than that. Just saying. Yeah, well, Don't you know. throw stones. You live in a glass house, man. Just saying. Oh, shit. Are you whispering now? Yeah. Have you gone flaccid? No, this is, uh, don't start that again. It's, it's, it's a subliminal message for, uh, for listeners who, who know the truth about Arsenal and that really there's only one team in North London and they wear white. What, what's your mm. most... Uh, yeah, good one. <laughs> um, <laughs> Got him! <laughs> it's, it, it, it is true. Uh, Arsenal has occasionally worn a white away kit. Anyway, moving on. Um, what's your, what's your uh, most fraudulent pattern? All goalkeepers in FIFA 21 are fraudulent. All goalkeepers, yes. Well, I don't know about fraudulent, but they're irrelevant, especially at this point, in my opinion. I don't know. Team of the season, Courtois is class. Okay. He's not Spanish, though. Ex-Chelsea, and no, he's not Spanish. Still KDB's girl. Thank God we lost that little bit of the recording, Hunter, where... uh, We we never really actually filled it in. Maybe this is the opportunity in the earlier recording of the week. Um, Matt was talking about having eight Spanish players in the team and uh, I said that maybe I could eke out a, a decent Spanish team with eight players in because I've got Thibaut Courtois 
Um, yeah. Glad I didn't make that mistake. Yeah. You did. It was funny, but we missed it. We did. We should move on. Yeah. Well, we don't have anything else. We're done. We've, we've gone for almost an hour, but Simon really enjoyed it. That was a, a great chat. It's nice to have a different perspective on things. Somebody who knows the game in and out, knows the market. Um, if anybody wants to follow you, where can they find you? Uh, you can follow me at Simon said it best on Twitter. And that's about it, really. And don't forget to check out Foot Fanatic Podcast. You can follow them at Podcast Foot. It's a great podcast. It's one of my favorite FIFA podcasts. It's the one that I've been listening to the longest. Really appreciate you guys' content. Kind words. And uh, thanks for having me as well. I enjoyed it. Anytime, man. Steve, do you want to plug anything? or? Yeah, I'd, I'd just like to, to follow on what you say about um, podcast Foot, Foot Fanatic. Uh, I, I only really digest three Foot podcasts each week. Um, not going to give any clues. This isn't... Is footballers one of them? This isn't one of them. No. Um, it's good. Check it out. Listen to it. Simon's on it every week. What more do you want? We're not. Brilliant. At the foot coach. Yep. I'm not even going to plug mine. All I'm going to do is I'm going to do Ben a favor because it, I feel like I'd be doing him a disservice if I didn't do this. And this is how I'm going to end the show. I just want to tell Simon one thing. Sir. Don't take this personal, Simon. But fuck you, Simon. Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.